Hi, my name's Mason. My name's Finn. And this is Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Football. Football. Yes, Let's Talk Football is the show where we talk about football's hottest topics. Uh, now today we are doing, um, it's kind of a kind of a guessing episode, but we're going to do our team of the season guesses for this season, the 2020 to 2021. So, um, of course, we want to start with the goalkeeper. Finn, uh, we've chosen Alisson. Why? Well, I mean, Alisson, two years last year, fifth season last year. He's an unbelievable keeper, um, best in the world. And he's really shown that with his performances. Um, say against Chelsea. He's shown that he can save penalties pretty well. Um, he can he can save shots. He can just be a great goalkeeper for you. He can Im- he improves any team in the world. There's not one team where I would say he's not needed him. Not one team. Yeah, definitely. And of course, yeah. being one that good, he he definitely adds something to Liverpool's defence, which we obviously know came from the Phil Coutinho loss, but I think Alisson, great keeper. I think he's not underrated, but I think he's underrated for the hard work. We saw, we see him as the big uh, flashy keeper that we've always seen him as, but unfortunately that's not always been the case when he was at Roma. He obviously received a bit of uh, stuff from the fan base but that happens with any club and as soon as he signed for Liverpool he was amazing of course many other clubs saw him as a potential signing but Liverpool was straight on the bandwagon and I think they've really shown their work with that anyway moving on to our centre-back my first centre-back bit of a Chelsea fanboy here but Thiago Silva what a player signing from Monaco uh, with a lot of uh, not a lot of history, he was quite young. To PSG, he's got he's gotten to the Champions League final, eighteen domestic trophies. Which, I mean, it's good, but it's kind of PSG. You've you've got to look at it two ways with this person. But um, yeah, great player, of course. Got a lot of experience behind him. Not too. I don't. I think he'll do well, but he's not got too many good years on him and Chelsea of course needed a defender and he wanted to move to the Premier League and that was a match made in heaven for a start so of course yeah he's brilliant player got a lot of things on his belt and now I think if he can prove himself in the Premier League this season as he has done the last few seasons I think we will be Chelsea do have a say in this at least Champions League yeah anyway moving on Finn Suyinchu, the other, uh, no. the Leicester centre back. Why don't you talk about him? Suyinchu. Now, there's a lot of talk. Well, I mean, there was a lot of talk between him and Manchester City. Um, the rumours about an eighty million pound deal for the Leicester centre back. Now, I think if the deal went through, I think, like I said about Nathan Ake, good. But I don't think worth it. But he is a good centre-back in his own right. He's a great centre-back, actually. Uh, he's 24 now, I believe. 
So, really, good on him. And he should just keep on going. He's, he's still got, like, a good 10, 10, like, 12 years on him. As, like, a, like as we've seen with, <laughs> sorry, um, as we've seen with Thiago Silva, he's good from, he's good from a young age. You know, he's, there's the answer, he's young, well, he's young-ish. Uh, he's young for what most clubs see. Um, yeah, I think he's got a couple years left at Leicester. Then he's going to get a big move to a Serie A club or Bundesliga or maybe even a top prem team. You know, so I think even if like this season or maybe next season, this season and next season at Leicester, then I think he's going to move on. Um, but all around, he's a good defender. Um, I've never really seen him play, so I have not that much to kind of judge him on. But from what I've heard about him, he's good. Anyway, moving on from Siontru to the right back position, uh, Rhys James. Of course, he was brilliant against Brighton. Not as good against Liverpool, but I think he definitely had put up a fight with keeping um, people like Mane. Of course, he didn't, but he did keep Mane quiet for that first half of the game. Um, he's a brilliant player. He's definitely, I think, if Trent Alexander-Arnold wasn't around as the player he was, I think he would be the uh, the England right back. He's he's got pace. He's good coming forward, but another thing you don't see in a right back nowadays. He's good in a, he's good at the back. He can definitely pull into those areas where you need a solid defender. Unlike Trent, he can he does act. He can enforce Trent defend, but uh, uh, uh Reece James has pace, uh, strength, so that he can really push for the ball and make it happen. He's definitely an all round player. Of course, that was shown in his Brighton. Banger, may I say, uh, a goal and all around, I think he definitely deserves that spot at right back. If he does prove himself, I think we've got maybe a top two team um, if everything works out at Chelsea, of course. But, you know, he's you've got to put in the effort and he's definitely doing that now. Anyway, Finn, moving on, left back, Robertson. Robertson... What can you say about him? He's world star. Um, what Jurgen Klopp's done to him ever since he's joined from Hull City, he's been on fire. He's just been straight in, doing the work, getting it done. A plus. There's, I don't see that much of a flaw in his game. He he is kind of like the. So we got like. In the Liverpool centre-back and right-back, left-back, the back four, you've got uh, Virgil van Dijk and um, Joel Matic at the moment in those centre-back positions. Now, they're strong centre-backs with experience. Um, and they're really good. On the right, you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, fast, can put in a good cross, can also kind of come back and defend a bit. But then you got Robertson, who's not so fast. Still, still pretty fast, but not as fast as Trent. 
and then he's the one that's really doing the heavy tackling, like all the big heavy stuff with Virgil van Dyke. So I think the tackles that he puts in are perfect. He, I have not, I've not really seen a flaw in his tackles that much during uh, last season and currently this season off of like the one or two games that they've played. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what he can do and I'm sure he will probably get in the end of the season. Definitely. Anyway, moving on to CDM, it's Fernandinho. Now, yeah. this monster of a man, this monster Brazilian is too good. I think he's really underrated because this man, of course, they didn't win the title last season. Liverpool took that spot and they were really, really good. But Fernandinho definitely brought something to the defence. Of course, playing more of a defensive role, but we put him in CDM here. He He's good keeping that line. He's very strong, but he's he can also pull back. He's very good at his positioning. On, on the pitch, unlike players like Jorginho, who really don't really play, don't mind where they're playing, but they can still put a spot on there, uh, to like Fernandinho, who really keeps his positioning, and he may not always get the ball, but he doesn't mind that. Uh, he's not a playmaker, he is a centre defensive midfielder, which you don't find many often. You see people going up, people counter-attacking, People keeping possession. Mm-hmm. Fernandinho stands there like a wall. He doesn't let anybody past. And I think that's what really earns him this top spot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Ke- Kevin De Bruyne. Right centre mid. Finn, talk about him. Um, uh, well, he's actually, he's legit one of, he's my favourite player in the world, in the Man City team. Um, he's such a good playmaker. He is the he's a king of assists. He can see everywhere on the pitch. It doesn't matter where he is. He could be down the right wing helping Riyad Mahrez or Raheem Sterling or whoever's playing down there, and he could see there is something happening around the centre of the park, and he can see it, and he thinks in his head, right, this is what we need to do. So if I call for the pass here then that will give us a shot on goal. That's what he thinks. That's what he does. When you see his game, he looks where the ball is, he looks where he is, and he finds the correct passes to get through the defence onto goal. That is how City like that is how City score so many goals. It's because of the midfielders looking, seeing there is a pass that can get us on goal that they haven't seen yet. Let's go through there. They take the easy route out. They don't try going through the entire eleven. They break them down one by one. So they're all the way back up in the defensive third. Um, what they do is they break the front three down. Gone. Demolished. Pass through to the centre of the park where it's De Bruyne, Fernandinho, Ferran Torres, whoever's going to be playing there, Phil Foden. And they will look at each other. They will see who's going to go up and who's going to stay back. And depending on whether the um, the midfield, the other midfielders from the opposition rush forward or not, that determines them. They want them to come close to give them less time to make the pass. So that gives them more time to 
to understand where they're going to run because they come forward. Uh, Phil Foden or KDP go round, and then there's the pass. Boom! They break it down bit by bit, and that is what that is how they do it. And Kevin De Bruyne has learned that in so many different ways. He can tell the game as it's being played out. He can predict what's going to happen in the centre of the park as it plays out. Um, not all the time is he correct about his decisions. Sometimes he plays a weird pass and doesn't get to there, or sometimes it takes a bit too long, but everyone has those flaws. You're never going to get a perfect game. So, I think KDB really deserves a spot. Top, top, top player. He's one of the best players in the world. Best, I'm saying this now, best midfielder in the world currently. And I think it's going to be a long time since we, until we see another person like Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, uh, anyway, we have set a new challenge for ourselves. I know this is a bit abrupt, but we are trying to set um, set up a goal of 500 plays by the end of this year. So please do make sure to send this to your friends, family, anybody you can think of. Um, um, if we do reach this goal, we will try and do something a bit different to what we usually do. Usually these uh, information where we give our opinion, we might do maybe a Q&A. But um, all in all, please try and help. I, and we would really love it if we did reach 500 plays. Anyway, yeah. moving on from that, our left centre mid is Kovacic. Um, Kovacic, brilliant, brilliant player. I've, we decided him in this team because he is really underrated. And I think if he has a season like last year, he will. Anyway, Henderson yeah. did get a shout in this. But ultimately, I think Henderson a bit overrated this season. Of course, he did lead Liverpool to a title, but it, it, it was kind of because of the whole team. It wasn't just him. Uh, of course, being a captain does put a little more pressure on, but still, I think Kovacic takes, takes the cake with this one. What a player. He is a playmaker, and he can play mm-hmm. as a defensive midfield if you need him to, which Frank Lampard has been doing in these Chelsea teams. Um, he he can get you an assist. He gets a goal on an occasion. He's just a really all-round player, which you don't see more anymore of. You see a player who plays their game. You see no difference in day to day. Whereas Kovacic, put him in centre defence one day, and you can put him in cam the next, and that uh, he'll still play. Um, he'll still play well. He'll still be playing. What I I can think is his game. But he has every, every time he plays, he has a different game for which position he's in. And that's what you love. You you never know what this man's going to do. He might make a really good over-the-top pass. He might go and do a dribble. He's just that kind of player. And I think Chelsea have got a steal. Of course, not with 45 million. But I think they've definitely... Real Madrid, I think, should have kept him. <coughs> but all in all, I'm happy that he stayed at Chelsea, especially after his loan move there. And I think I'm I'm really happy with the way he plays. And he's almost like Kevin De Bruyne. Of course, nobody probably will ever be Kevin De Bruyne. But he's definitely that kind of aspect. You know, the assists, the take-ons, the dribbles. Um, you, can't, you kind of see a comparison. Yeah. Not all in all, but you do see um, a way to create. Uh, anyway, moving on from that. Uh, you can talk about Salafin. 
Ballot now, he has been amazing for the seasons he's been at Liverpool. He comes in, he scores goals, everyone's like, oh, he's a one-season wonder. No, he's not. He has continuously managed to bag goals, bag hat-tricks, done the whole lot, nearly gets top assist. So, I think it's been amazing what he's done um, at Liverpool. He's led them forward. Um, obviously not as captain, but I think if Henderson ever leaves and Salah stays there, I think he has a strong shout at becoming captain. So, that just shows you that he's a leader of men. He can really, like, bring the dressing room together. He can, like, bring them up if they're having a down moment. So, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be... Couple more, I'd say give it like two more seasons, three more seasons, maybe. When he's approaching that like 30, 31 mark, that's when I think he's going to start winding down the clock, uh, moving to possibly smaller teams. But I think for the years he's got left, he's going to do really well. Get a lot of assists, a lot of goals. He's going to do, he's just going to do really well at Liverpool, that's all I can say. Um, he's done amazing at the time he's been there so far. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. Anyway, moving on to the left wing, has to be Youngman Son. This man scores four out of Southampton this week. Who knows what he's going to do next week to, I don't know, let's say Arsenal Derby. He might score a hat-trick, he might score the winner, he might score a banger. You'd never know. He's probably the best Korean player to ever live. Probably the best maybe Asian yeah. player to play. Of course, when he moved from Leverkusen, people thought this man from Leverkusen, he's proved himself, but I mean, he, 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 this is a new league. He is shot. He is absolutely shot. I, um, this man, I would love to have in a team. I'd love to have him as a one-man one player, in fact, because he does dribbles, he can put through balls out, to Kane, he can cross it into the back post, the front post, the middle. He put him on the penalty spot and he'll score. Uh, we all remember that goal against, I think it was West Ham or uh, Brighton or one of the lower league teams. We saw him run past all those defenders. That was probably the best n- no-skill goal of it. Well, it was skill, but he didn't do any step over. He ran past them. He used pure, pure speed and dribbling. That's something you would see from players like Messi and Ronaldo, and yet Tottenham haven't won any trophies. Now, I don't think that's on him. I think that is on mainly the poor defence. But I I digress, as this man is way too good to be in any league, and he's still probably the best Tottenham player. I know everybody's saying Harry Kane, and he, he proved himself. I think Sun still has a shout. I think Sun is easily maybe one of the best players in the Premier League. He, he's definitely up there with his goals, his assists. Um, there's nothing really you can say more about him. He's got skill. He's got um, he's got personal trophies under his belt. He's just a great player. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Finn. For our final position in this, starting 11 for the team of the season, Aubameyang. What you got to say about him? Well, now, Aubameyang, when he first joined Arsenal, for like 
well, this is definitely like a rush move. As soon as they sold, um, I think it was Alexis Sanchez. As soon as they sold him, it was a big rush to get new forwards, someone that can play any position. Um, and he's really done well. Everyone thought maybe he won't adapt, maybe he won't do that well, maybe one season wonder. But no, like Mohamed Salah, he's pushed forward and he's denied all those thoughts and has gone on and he's turned every single defence into a bunch of mint pies. <laughs> so he just mints every defend every defender in the league. Every back line, every defensive back line, he's gone past the man scored. Um, so yeah, I think he really does deserve a shout. Obviously, we obviously that might depend on what he does or what um, Aguero or Kane does. Depending on what they do, then he has a very very strong chance of getting on it. Getting on the team of the year, definitely. Um, he's a great all-round player. He definitely adapts to our Arsenal team well, like you said. I think he may be probably the best African player. Of course, Yaya Toure was good, but I understand. But uh, he just didn't have the career that um, Aubameyang had. He had won titles at Borussia Dortmund, I think. The D- DFB Cups, I believe they're called, uh, at Dortmund. And he's winning FA Cup with Chelsea, uh, with Arsenal. Uh, he's winning personal awards. He almost won gold of the season. He lost by one goal. And I think James Vardy just had a moment of brilliance. I do think he'll do well, but that was a really, really big moment of brilliance. But all in all, I think Aubameyang does take this top spot. Anyway, we have a few other notifications yeah. for you guys. Uh, first off, the podcast will now be every two weeks from this day uh, due to a few different changes in our schedules. Um, of course, make sure to follow us and try. we're still trying to get to 500 plays. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tune in in two weeks to find out our next section on relegation, a blessing or a curse. And we'll see you next time. Cheerio.